Welcome back to the Stick 'Em Up Podcast. Brody, how you doing today? Doing quite good. How are you doing? Uh, same as a couple hours ago when we were just recorded the Atlantic Division. Yeah. We're not here to talk about the Atlantic Division anymore. No, not that silly Atlantic Division. We're here to talk about the Metro Division. Yeah, and the Metropolitan Division, the other division in the Eastern Conference. All right, let's just jump right into it. Let's dive headfirst in. Um, I guess oh, actually, before we dive headfirst in, oh, um, for anyone if you know you don't care for the Atlantic Division, didn't listen to that episode. Basically, what we're doing is we're going through um, the eight teams in the division in alphabetical order, just kind of doing a preview on what the team might look like, how we think they're going to do, um, and then wrapping up uh, the talk for each team. Uh, we each have a list of where we think each team's place ranked one through eight and we just we're just going to say where we think that they end up um in the division in the standings and whether or not they make the playoffs so all that bullshit out of the way carolina hurricanes starting off with carolina hurricane what do we think of them uh just uh, under a million dollars in projected cap space available by the way finally my god they have been such a good team and all I hear every offseason is, oh, man, they got a lot of cap space. Yeah. I don't know how, but I guess. Uh, right now, I'm looking at their cap friendly. They got a great-looking team, but, man, that's a lot of guys on the injury list. Um, oh, I guess that's, like, past injury. Some of these are, like, As you said, the only guy the middle on, of the summer. The only guy on IR right now is uh, Andrei Svechnikov, who should be good to go um, for the start of the season. As yeah. far as I know. Hopefully. It sounds like he will be. Um, one big thing with them is definitely their goaltending, which they have three great goalies. Um, but Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta are both pretty injury-prone. Um, 33 and 34, respectively, in age. They're also old, just only getting older, and that also makes them... More prone to injury. Well, and then that uh, young goalie they have, Pyotr Kachetkov. Yeah, like he's he's making two million a year now. You got to f- figure he's ready to uh, start playing in the league. So now it's you know Anti Rant is probably the odd guy out. What do they What are they going to do with him? Yeah, and you know if they can make a decent trade with somebody who needs a goalie, adding Anti Ranta for only a mil and a half. If you think you can keep him healthy. They could get something decent for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their goaltending, I think, either way, whatever two goalies they run with is solid. I don't think that's an, um, an issue for the team. Um, fuck, I, before we get into forwards, I just want to hop into the defense because there's so much to talk about. Um, Quite possibly the best decor in the league. Yeah. And they've been known over the past at least three or four years for always having incredible defensive depth. Like, and it's just, it's elevated even further now. Yeah. You know, bringing in Anthony D'Angelo and Dimitri Orlov, like, looking at it, you're, like, that, that that's your decor now there. Like, there's no room for anyone else to, like, Jalen Chatfield played all year last year at the Hurricanes, looked good, done. They just signed Caleb Jones, bring him in, not making the team. Well, yeah. maybe could, but he's not a starter because you've now got um, Orlov, Slavin, Brent Burns, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, and Anthony D'Angelo. That is a phenomenal 
one to six on on your defense on on the blue line for you. Like it, it's yeah. incredible. It's it's so either of the guys good. that are going to play on their third pairing could play on the second pairing in most teams. Yeah, they yeah they have all, it really all of good. them could like that. Yeah, um, their, their defense is just so so deep. It it's so good that that's their strong point. Absolutely. The only issue I would have with it. And that won't even really affect them this year. Is the years remaining? Uh, two years left on Orlov, Slavin, and Burns, and one year left on everyone else. All UFAs, no RFAs there. Yeah. So they're they're going to have a lot of thinking to do with what how they're going to how they're going to structure this defense over the next uh, year or two. Yeah, this year but is right really now. A, it all, looks all in for the Hurricanes, just based on. On, on some of the contracts and whatnot, but going into this year, their defense is just rock solid. Um, you know, now we now we're looking more towards their forwards. Like their forwards aren't even that bad. Like you, you know, your your one two three punch at center is you know if you roll with like an Aho, a Marty Natchez, and then a Jordan Stahl, and then a, say Jack Drury on the fourth line, very solid. You've still got great wingers and Teravine and Svechnikov, bringing a Michael Bunting. Um, Jesper Faust, Jordan Martinuk, Seth Jarvis even, Stefan Nason, who really kind of brought his career back to life last year, especially on the power play for the Hurricanes. Like they've they've got just and then and then even Rod Brendamore coach. Like it, it's just such a rock solid team top to bottom, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's a reason that a lot of people have picked them to win the cup in the past two or three years yeah, at this they've point. Constantly been a cup favorite and always coming up short. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and rather similarly to the defense, um, after this year, uh, Teravainen uh, expires, uh, Natchez and Jarvis both expire. They are RFAs. Those, uh, two. those two are both RFAs, but Natchez making three mil and Seth Jarvis coming off his ELC. Are both th- going to get paid. Those are going to be big pay increases. Yeah. So they've... Uh, They've got to clear up the cap space, or they got to win now. Yeah, yeah, it's really going all in for the Hurricanes this year. I think they're going to be a great team again. Um, I mean, what more do you say? Like we, everybody's been hyping them up for years. We know about them. It's just can they finally do it and put it together? Yeah. Where uh, do you have them finishing in the division? I'm surprised Aho is already 26. He just, if you ever see a picture of his face, he looks so young. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, I have finishing in the playoffs. I have them finishing second in the Metro. Hey, I have them number two as well. Uh, We're staying go. on the wagon. That's that's going back to the Atlantic now. That's nine nine teams in a row we've done. We've got the same spot. Yeah, for them all. The only difference is I'm not going to spoil anything because if you want to know, go back and watch the Atlantic one or listen to it, whatever. Um, but one of them, I just had one of the teams in the middle not in a wild card spot while you did yeah. but um yeah so you're gonna have a an extra playoff team in this video yeah in this uh in this cast here yeah um moving on from moving the on hurricanes columbus the columbus bjs the blue jackets the yellow jackets whatever you want to call them they've still got a couple more years to go Yep, uh, my friend, my friend Jared's uh, one of his favorite teams in the NHL because they're the BJ's. Wow, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's all enough. the reason he needs. Fair enough. Um, this team could either, in my opinion, could I either do really well next year or poorly. Late, Very hard to tell. And that's the thing is like they've made some big moves, you know, going out and getting guys like, like Damon Severson, Ivan Provorov, and then even at the draft, you know, um, getting Adam Fantilli, which was, was huge for them at third overall. And then what even just steal. another year of development for guys like Marchenko, uh, Kent Johnson, Texier's coming back. Um, Zach Wensky's going to be healthy for the full year. I mean, he missed basically all of last year. For me, I think it's a lot. You know, to, to take a team that was bottom of the league last year, I mean, what, what were they? They were, they were second last in the league. Yeah. Um, I think all, all of these moves, all things considered, even bringing in Mike Babcock, I just don't think gets him back to the playoffs just yet. Now, I'm not going to say where I have him finishing, um, but I think they still have a couple more years to go, maybe even as, as soon as next year. I think it's just they need a year to really get things figured out, figure out who's going to play with where and figure out what is kind of going to be that core for them moving forward honestly with the amount of think people they added and the team they have i would have them in the playoffs if they weren't in the eastern yeah. conference yeah. which is very strong if, in if both they were divisions. like say in the pacific division i think they're i think they make the playoffs yeah. i think at the very least i think in late march they're playing meaningful hockey yeah they're pushing for it yeah, but they, um, they are in a very tough division. I, I really do like what they're doing with the team just from, you know, the stars. Like kind of their their big three, in my opinion, Goudreau, Line, Wierenski, I think is solid. And then you still got, you know, just so many good young players Pentilli, coming up. Johnson, Marchenko are going to be insane for them. Ross Levick even looked really good for them the past two years. And then even on the on on defense, you know, you've got Kuhlman's, Juracek, Matt Yachuk. Bachvist is supposed to be Bachvist. pretty good eventually. Like they've 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 got the pieces in place right now and they've got the young guys coming up who are gonna take those strides, um, really develop, you know, really find themselves as, as hopefully at least, you know, top six fours or top four defensemen that can, you know, really carry the 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 weight for the team. Um, but they, I, I think they just, they need a couple, at least one more year, yeah. especially in a heavy division like the Metro. Yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of Elvis Merzlikens and net. Yeah. I know, especially after last year, people are pretty down on him, but I mean, like you said, the team finished second last yeah. in the league. So can you expect the goalie to have decent numbers? Of course not. Yeah, exactly. Their top right. defenseman went down in like, I think he played like nine games. Yeah, he went down. Wierenski went down pretty, pretty early. I, I should know. I had him on my fantasy team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it, uh, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. Uh, it's hard not to, hard not to pull from his lickens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that that's really all all for Columbus. I mean again, you know, it's kind of a team like like a Montreal. There there's not too much to say on them right now. Like we kind of know the story with them. There. But they're going to be one of those teams that we're going to be talking about yeah. lots and they're going to be the bad for one more year mostly on purpose and then after that they're going to come out guns blazing and yeah. be looking for the playoffs. Where do you have the Capitals finishing? Or not the, the Capitals. Cap- but, sorry, the the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets, the VJs. I don't think we're going to have them in the same spot. I think this okay. is where the streak breaks. I have the Columbus Blue Jackets finishing outside the playoffs. You have them at five. I have them in sixth. I have them at six. You have them in six. I have them too. in six. You're crazy. I have them at six. I really didn't think we would. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, fuck, you probably got them at like a. I, I assumed you would have had them at the five. Just missing out on the playoffs or something. I assumed you would have had them at uh, seven. Yeah, no, I got them. I got them at six. I wonder if you have the same team. To- I, I, you I think got it. You the got only it. reason I have them at six is because I really like Adam Fantilli's playing next year. I think he's going to do wonders with a guy like Goudreau and Line. Wierenski's coming back. They really upgrade their defense with um, Provorov and Severson. Kent Johnson looks like he's ready to yeah. take that next step already, which is pretty early to be getting to that point but i mean like dude's pulling off michigan's already in the league yeah exactly right like he's he's here he's ready to go um but yeah i do have the blue jackets finishing six in the metro but like it's i think they're just going to continue to climb up year year after year yeah um, for the foreseeable future moving on damn we're already in the ends the new jersey devils new what a team what a team to talk about! Like I, I just get I get giddy even just looking at this team here. I really do. Um, where do you want to start with them? What are you feeling like? Oh, well, uh, projected cap space uh, just shy of two mil, uh, which is very impressive considering the team they've already got put together. Uh, looks like they're missing their second and their fourth round pick for uh, this next year. Well, that, so that second is conditional. That's the second that went to San Jose, where if the Devils make the Eastern Finals, it becomes a first, and if they don't, it just stays a second. Right. So, so let's be realistic. First it's probably next a first, in my opinion, but, but we'll have we'll to wait see. and see. But they have an absolutely incredible forward core. Yeah. Uh, right. Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brat, Nico Heischer, Andre Pilat, Tyler Toffoli, like that's a gross top. That is six. a that is a that, huge that's, top six. Well, yeah, all right, all right. That Would is you take that, this top six over Toronto's. Over Toronto's, I almost might. It's tough, but like it, you I don't can make the I, argument. You, you can, can make definitely the make the argument. I don't think I do now. But uh, give Heischer, Hughes, and Brat one more year, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's a it's a very strong top six. And then even looking going further down, like you've got Eric Halla, who, who's been Mercer. a great fit there. Dawson Mercer, um, Michael McLeod, Curtis Glazer, like <laughs> they just. <laughs> You just have like do it. you just have a lot of good forwards there. Like that is such a deep crop of forwards you have. 
uh, it, it, it's it's just I mean there's again like it's it's one of those things where it's like how much can you say because like you're just beating a dead horse because everybody knows how elite this forward group is that they have yeah and it's only gonna be better next year like Jack Hughes is gonna take another step but I think he sure will Brat will they're gonna have a full year of Meyer there where he's now gonna have that chemistry with the guys they're gonna know where he fits if I mean just oh. Jack, awesome. Hugh, Jack Hughes signing that contract may be a, may directly lead to them winning a Stanley Cup the same way that Stamkos taking a massive discount for Tampa Bay directly led to us winning two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Like, he, he took that deal and other guys could go a bit higher than him, but you can't, you can't blow him out of the water. You can't say, oh, oh, Stammer makes 8.5. I want 11 million. No, like... Yeah. All all our top guys uh, capped out at nine point five, and yeah. with of course you know Meyer signed for eight point eight and Hughes is making eight. But Timo Meyer, if Jack Hughes signed for nine, I bet Timo Meyer at least asks for nine point five. Yeah, he might even have gone to ten. Yeah, like that's not only does it give your team more actual room, but it gives them more leverage to be like you guys should sign for less, or it maybe just straight up gives the other guys incentive to sign for less because they're like like they it just has that culture yeah exactly right and then i mean even their defense like you've you've got your you know your your rock star number one guy dougie hamilton really revitalized his career in uh new jersey people yeah. started to uh, get a little colder on him he, you know talking about him falling off a bit he went there and he brought it back yeah um and then even john marino is, is very solid, especially his contract at 4.4 for another four years. That's phenomenal. Jonas Siegenthaler, Colin Miller, very serviceable guys. And then you've even got, uh, I mean, Luke Hughes coming up. He looked great last year in his short stint. Two more years on his ELC, so you got that little buffer as well. You've even also probably, I'm assuming he'll play, but um, whatever you want to call him, Simon or Simone Nemich, um He'll be probably playing next year, I'm assuming, and he's just he's still got three years left on his his ELC. That's a another great guy to bring in. So you roll with Hamilton, Marino, Siegenthaler, Miller, and then Hughes and Nemich. Like that's a really that's that's, really that's good. actually a pretty good defensive core to go with that forward group. If if Simon Nemich and Lou Hughes end up being what everyone expects them to be, like Dougie Hamilton. Could very easily be your third best defenseman. Exactly. That would be absolutely nutty. Yeah, and like, then even their defense, like Vanacek is solid. Akira Schmidt, he came in last year and was their save savior in the playoffs. Like their goaltending, I don't think is an issue. And yeah. even if it is, that can easily be addressed at some point. Yeah, Schmidt um, on the his ELC as well, so no worries about cap hit. Vanacek on a three point four mil, like that's. At the very least, if you have to, that's movable. Yeah. Like, exactly. Right? That's very reasonable. Like, just, I'm just, I'm just looking very forward to this team. I think they're gonna be just really good. They're gonna be a force. Um, I'm assuming we have them finishing in the same spot. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, I'll start off. I have the Devils finishing first in the match. I also have them finishing first and making the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I did put a little thing beside them. I, I think they're probably um, 
my favorite to win the president's, the president's trophy. Yeah. Yep. I think the I, I think whoever wins the president's trophy is coming out of the East. That's yeah. That's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so New Jersey Devils, you killed your rebuild. You're on the rise now. You're going to have a great team for years and years and years to come. I know a lot of people were so shocked last year when they came out being so good. And the whole summer, that whole summer, I was, I I don't know. It just, it seemed inevitable. Like, yeah, I I don't know. For, for a brief time there, people were thinking Jack Hughes was a bust and, Nothing in his development seemed to say that he was going to be anything other than a star. Like he didn't come out of and and debut into the league as a point per play uh, game guy, but he clearly was just developing his game and had the raw talent and will yep. that it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time. Exactly right. He uh, yeah he is he is going to lead this team with Nico Heischer to. A lot of, at the very least, good playoff runs. Yeah. Um, I'm just also going to throw this out there because it's on cap friendly. Uh, Andre Pilat wearing an A with the Devils. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Show in Game Seven against the Devils, showing exactly why. Yeah. That that penalty kill, shorthanded goal. That is exactly why uh, we loved him in Tampa Bay. Dude is has plays with so much heart. He just constantly plays above the level that he ever should be able to, just through sheer will. Yeah. That was a really good sign. Yeah, he's been a great fit for the the Devils and a great leader in the locker room for them. Um, Moving on to New York. The New York Islanders is next on the chopping block here. Going to Long Island. Going to the island. Um, what Zero do you, what do you, projected cap space. You do not love to see yeah, it. That, that's a tough. That's a tough one for them. Um, what do you think for the Islanders going in next season? Uh, what do we got here for trade bait? They're missing a third round pick. They're missing a second three years out. Other than that, they got all their picks. Don't really uh, have much um, in the prospect pool, though. No, and that's gonna be an issue coming up pretty quick. There is a lot of threes on their on their age list here, looking at their team. Matthew yeah. Barzell isn't exactly a spring chicken at this point either. 26 already. 26, like, yeah. They're they're blowing through some of these young guys' careers and uh Their average age for their forwards is twenty nine point eight. So their average old. age is almost thirty years old. And their defense is twenty six. So that's that's a little bit better. Um I, I, I Their goalies is 31.5. Yeah. I, I don't hate the the build of their team. I really don't. And I know they, they get a lot of flack. And I think that's just because a lot of people just simp for the Rangers. And I think it's just becoming trendy to kind of hate on the Islanders a bit for whatever reason. It just kind of seems to be a, a popular narrative. Yeah. But, like, their, their team that they've got... Um, Together, like I, I don't even hate like you, you, you've, if you got a first line of Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzell, and Anders Lee, that's not even that bad. Like the chemistry between Horvat and Barzell before the Barzell injury last year was really good. Like they looked really mm-hmm. good, and their power play was phenomenal. They just weren't quite able to get that chemistry back with Barzell returning for Game One of the playoffs. Um, Brock Nelson, I think, is another just super underrated guy in the league. 
Um, yeah. Pajot, one of the best, you know, two-way um, centermen in the league. Paul Mary really kind of brought his career back last year. Pierre Engvall was a great fit with the Islanders, earned himself a nice... Uh, a nice long extension. It was a long extension. What was it? Three mil average for was seven, it seven? seven years? Yeah, that's. And then we know we'll this... see how that ages, but right now it doesn't look terrible. Yeah, and then even a guy like Hudson Fashing really established himself as a good third liner last year. And then we know the story at the fourth line: Casey Sezikis, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin. Assuming um, they're all healthy and ready to go. How long has that been their fourth line? Quite a while. Like, but it, but it's been working. If oh it, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like. It's just, not only do you not see three depth guys stay on the same team for so long, but also just they always play together. Yeah. Like, because they've been there for, like, at least five years together, right? Yeah. And this is probably their last go with them, because, I mean, Clutterbuck's 35, Martin's 34. They've each got one year left on their deals. I think it's kind of like this is their last go together. Whether or not they all even make the team or all play or summer healthy scratch, I don't know. Yeah. Um... But it's not even a bad forward core. Like it, it, it's they've got the the players that can score and put up points. But they're also again they're a very defensive team. That's that's the way they've been since Barry Trotz originally uh, joined the team. Uh, you know, back a couple years ago, and it's kind of stayed that way even after his departure. Even on the defense, Ryan Pollock, Adam Pellick, great, great top pairing defense i think they work so well together yeah you still got noah dobson alex romanov scott mayfield the other sebastian aho it's and it, oh, it's fuck. it's a decent top six it's a pretty good top four like yeah and then i guess we didn't even mention they've got oliver wallstrom who's gonna be coming off ir and looking to really take that next step like noah dobson did last year yeah if he can do that and and you know kind of become uh, that that power play goal score they expect them to be that can drive help drive the second line probably next year, um, and then even the goaltending. I mean, Varlamov, I probably put him in the top. I probably put him top three for backups in the league. I really can't think He's of. He's a pretty good. I can't think of too many teams that got a better backup goalie than Varlamov. Yeah, and then there's not a ton of them out there. Sorokin, in my opinion, modern day Jonathan Quick. I think it's not even a question. He's the most athletic goalie um, in the he's, league. He's really like, good. He, he just reminds me so much of a, of a Jonathan Quick back in the day. Um, they've now got him locked in for, for, I mean, finishing out his contract this year and then eight years going on to next year. I, I really like the, the look of their team this year. Their future is going to be rough, though. Yeah, and... Honestly, in the future, their defensive core does not look that bad, and neither does their goaltending situation with Sorokin locked up. It's really just their forward core. Their forward core. And it's their forward core almost has a very similar issue to what we were saying last episode with Detroit, in my opinion. Yeah. I think uh, their first line is a good first line. It doesn't scream cup contention. Uh, like yeah, if they were if they line. were to win a cup, it would have to be by committee, like lines yeah. one through four pairings one through yeah, three. You'd have to be getting a certain amount of goals from Sezikas, Clutterbuck, and Matt Martin, which I don't know if you can depend. Actually, on Matt them. Matt Martin's pretty clutch in the playoffs, so we'll give him that. Yeah, he actually scores some pretty big goals. But in the uh, yeah, but. other than maybe Barzell when he's really on his game, 
you don't have that game-breaking talent. You have that borderline elite stu- uh, stuff, but you don't have that uh, that guy who will just you can depend on in that game seven to steal you the night. Yeah. Exactly. Unless Sorokin happens to do that in that. Yeah, part. and that can always come from the net. We we've seen yeah. that plenty of times in uh in the playoffs in the past. But it's I don't I feel like we're entering this uh some sort of era in hockey where there's just like better teams almost. Like I feel like the the tenth if you were to rank all the teams, like one to thirty two, and you took the tenth best team right now versus the tenth best team from like twenty fourteen, I feel like the one nowadays would like destroy that other team. Yeah. You know? Like I feel like the the skill in the league has just gone up so much that your team just has to be good top to bottom. Exactly. You can't have too many holes. Exactly, right. Um so where where do you have the Islanders finishing? Long Island. I have them finishing fifth in the Metro Division. I have them finishing fifth as well. Outside you have the them playoffs. Out. So this is where it comes in, because I have them five. You have them outside the playoffs. I have them making it. I figured I figured that's exactly how yours would be. I, I have them just squeaking in. Um, and that goes back to last one where I had Florida at four. I think it's very similar to what happened this year. I think the Islanders just squeeze in and I, I think again like i mentioned i will i'm not gonna go back on it but i did mention why i felt that way about florida um but with the islanders i mean you can always count you can count on sorokin to steal you at least eight to ten games right there i think you get a full year of of a healthy barzell and horvat playing together developing that chemistry yeah Engvall looked really good where where he slotted in yeah um no adopts i think is going to just take a step even further and put up even more points and help elevate that offense. Um, I, I, I think it's. I think it's just going to be. I think it's going to be by committee. Like the whole team, top to bottom, is going to have to show up and put in the work. But yeah. I, again, that's that's nothing new. That's the same as what they've had to do for the last four or five years. Yeah. So they already know their assignments. They know what they got to do. It's just going out and executing. And I, I, I do have them uh, just squeezing into the playoffs there in that yeah. fifth spot. I just. Uh, I don't think they can. They can get more points in the regular season than a team like Florida. But, uh, you know, when you have a goalie with that skill and a decor like that, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, I'd really like to see Bo Horvat uh, really find his game with the Islanders. I know a lot of people were, were pretty down on the the contract, but I think, I think he definitely has the talent to live up to that, especially with the cap going up uh, in the next few years on that long deal. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll have to see how that ages, but yeah, um, definitely possible for this team. Yeah, moving on to the other New York team, the New York Rangers. Zero projected cap space. The the team of oh, if any big name is ever even rumored, they're immediately in on them. Yeah, like it's so fucking annoying. I honestly. I don't want to talk about the Rangers. I really don't. It's it's I not it's not them. even their fault. It's just they're the big they're one of the biggest teams. It's the same with Toronto. Uh, is there a big free agent? They're at least rumored. Even if they've got no cap space and no whole, they don't need, you know, they don't need a player like that. They're still rumored. And you know what the crazy part is? Is like Peter Laviolette was just signed by the Rangers this year, like this off season, right? Yeah. I put him in the hot seat of like in the top five for coaches on the hot seat. I'd put him in there. 
Yeah. Like the Rangers say, haven't kept a coach for longer than what, like two years? Yeah. They, they bring a they guy and it's like, turnover. it's like, oh, we did great in the regular season. We lose in the playoffs. You're done. We're going to the next guy. And it's not even like new guys. They're just recycling all these old coaches that have bounced around from team to team. And they're like, oh, maybe this is the guy. Maybe this guy. Um, I mean, the, the Rangers have a, have a good team. They've got some bad contracts on the books. Um, but they've also got, you know, some good contracts in place. I mean, like the, the skills there up front, like Panarin, Sabinajad, Kreider, Trocek um, is kind of their big, big forefront on defense. You've got Adam Fox. I mean, you've got Truba, but that contract is pretty bad. Keandre Miller you've got, which is solid. In net, Shosturkin. They got Jonathan Quick Jonathan as a backup. Quick now. Um, I think their issues they run into is just like, I mean, I know Jacob Truba is your captain, but realistically, I don't think any any Rangers fan can be like, oh yeah, he's he's worth eight mil. Like we're okay with that. No, no. Barclay Goodrow, I knew it from the moment he signed with the Rangers. That contract is going to come back to bite him. Um, just a little over yeah. three point five million for another four years. I mean, he, Tampa Bay just elevated him. Hyped him yeah. up, bumped him up, and the Rangers went all in because yeah. they're and like, you know oh, what? look in at those, this guy. And in those playoff runs, he was worth that, but that's because that line was exactly. not just a sum of its parts. It was better than that. Exactly. That that third line played like a low-tier first line. Like, they were great. Yeah. Um, random thing that I'm just noticing here. They got, uh, on Cap Friendly, they got Jacob Truba listed as a C, and then they got four other players listed with A's. Yeah. Benajad. Panarin, Kreider, and Barclay Goodrow. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess also worth knowing they, they you know, they still got Capo Caco. Um, Alexei Lafreniere now is officially signed with the Rangers, signing a two-year deal at two point three two five. Smart, smart move to at least retain your RFA rights. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think he. I don't know if he wants to stay there. But I think he believes that he has a good chance I, to win a cup there. I genuinely believe by the time this two-year deal is up, we could very well see Lafreniere sign a, a Philip Zadina contract. Like a one-year prove-it deal with a bottom feeder team. Just I, to try and prove I think it would be a lot. I think it would be a lot more money just because I think people are going to see... Like, I mean, if he stays a third line or fourth line with no power play time, I mean... But you know that he probably has the skill just hasn't been given the time like like if the shark if if the sharks go out and say here's one mil for one year prove yourself there's going to be another team like the blackhawks are going to jump in and say here's two mil join us yeah but i'm just saying kind of in that scenario like he's going to be 23 if he can't establish himself with the rangers like not many other teams are going to be willing to be like you know taking a huge risk on him or anything um, but I, I even like the depth signs. You got like Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler was a great eight hundred thousand. Nick Benino. Eight like th- that. Those are two guys you can roll with either on your third or fourth line. You know what you're gonna get out of them. Um, I mean, I don't like the Rangers, but I do gotta admit they they do have a for the oh for the most part a pretty solid team. Yeah, they thrown together. The only thing you can really argue too much is maybe depth, and I guess uh, in this past playoffs, so a lot of their stars really didn't show up too much yeah. uh, against the Devils, but, you know, that happens. Uh, the Devils were great, and they still pushed them to a Game 7. Yeah, exactly, uh, right? Yeah, 
uh, as a Tampa fan, just he always jumps off the page. Mika Zibanejad, dude. Every time we play them, he just lights us up. Yeah, dude is so freaking annoying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, great shot. Yeah, right, like the Rangers are are good. We know they're going to be good. Um, I'm assuming we probably have them finishing same spot here. Now that we're kind of getting down to the bottom bottom list of teams here, um, I do have them finishing third in the Metro. Yeah, I also have them finishing third. Yeah, in the, metro. the streak continues. The streak continues. I mean, how but, long did you think of this? Did you like just write these up? Uh, I literally before? did these yeah, just before same time as you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on from the Rangers because I, I don't want to talk about them anymore. I don't care for them. I, I don't see much room for us to have really different differing opinions unless like we have like seven and eight maybe different. Exactly right. Um, unless you're going to surprise me with your number four. The Philadelphia Flyers. I, I don't. Oh boy. Forget they're gonna be they're gonna be bad, like yeah. bad, like. It seems bad. like they. It seems like they at least know it now. Oh, it yeah. seems like they've been in denial before, but now they've got two first rounders uh, this uh, this year, and they have uh, two second rounders as well. Uh. Yeah, it's... I mean, really, all they got up front is... We don't know what's happening with Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier, so I'm just going to kind of leave them out right now because we really don't know fully when they're going to play and all that. If if they come back, are they even going to be with the Flyers? Are they going to be moved? I don't know. Yeah, Ryan Ellis. Um, yeah, Ryan Ellis, I think, is he's done from what I'm reading. Yeah. From what I've heard, it sounds like it, it's not very likely that he comes back to the NHL yeah. and ever plays. And that's... That's something that when they traded for him, they knew was a very real risk. Like they weren't, they were trading for a guy who had been injured before and has been injured for long times before. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it was a calculated gamble, but it was also a gamble. So, yeah. But like on their forward, like you've got Travis Konechny, Joel Farabee, Scott Lawton, Owen Tippett, nothing really after that. Like Noah Cates, Hathaway, and Delorier. I mean, even then, on most teams, those like, guys are second liners. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a weak forward core. Like your your top forward that's playing right now, Konechny, is only taking up six point six percent of your cap. Yeah, like your 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 top three guys is Couturier, Atkinson, and Ellis, and none of them are playing. Yeah, like your second highest paid or your third highest paid forward, Scott Lawton, is making three million. They're paying Kevin Hayes more money to play for the St. Louis Blues than they are on their third best forward in Scott Lawton. Did they buy him out? They retained salary in a trade. Okay. Um, so their forward core is rough. I mean, defense, like you've, you've got Travis Sanheim, who I'm a big fan of. Cam York, I'm a big fan of. Rasmus Ristolainen, just his career completely just shattered and fell apart. That's a dead contract now. You've got Carter Hart who could bounce back, but like overall, this is just a like this is probably, and I know a lot of people are saying like that the Sharks are are like gonna finish last in the league, like they're the worst. I really think it's gonna be the Flyers. San Jose at least has guys that like I could see going to the All Star game, and they've got those prospects that could come up and 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 put in put up good numbers and be serviceable, like. The Flyers don't even really have many prospects. Like they're gonna come up. They're just on cruise control until Mitchkov comes over. It, it, that's exactly what it is. Like, like I think the Flyers are, especially in like, 
you know, playing each Metro team twice or four times, uh, the Atlantic team three times, like the Flyers are going to be bad. I think they have to do... I think they need to... Now that they have Cal Peterson... They need to trade Carter Hart. I think they need to play Cal Peterson against all the best teams. And every single time San Jose or Anaheim or Arizona comes to town, you play Carter Hart, you try and get him wins, make his stats look real nice, and you try and ship him off for as much as possible. Teams will see through that bullshit, I think, though. I think they'll pay I think you might be giving some NHL GMs a little too much credit. I think... I think some of them are uh, but that's the thing. not that smart. It's like a team that would trade for Carter would be a, a contending team. And all the contending teams have or pretty a, smart Or a team. team that's like rebuilding, you know. Uh, but but a rebuilding team, you wouldn't give up one of your top prospects or a first or something for Carter Hart. No, but uh, a team like in two, you know, uh, a Montreal might take Carter Hart and give up next year's first, you know, top 10 protected probably. Um, I don't know. I just feel like too many teams would just look through that. Like, I think if they're if they want to trade Carter Hart, I feel like it's got to be before the season starts. I think you just I don't think you can roll with him and have him. And especially, I don't think Carter Hart is going to be happy being a backup. Like he's already twenty five. Yeah. Like, and he's been the starter. I don't think he wants to be like. It doesn't even have to be a backup necessarily. Just like don't don't be playing him against. But New I, Jersey, I think Toronto. I think you just kill his his morale and his his confidence if it's like, regardless of the situation, if you're like, hey, you're gonna basically not be playing against the good teams, the best of the best. We're gonna play yeah. you against the Mickey Mouse teams, so to speak. Yeah. But if you let him know that and it, that it's because you want him to play well, so that you can shine him up real nice and trade him, and you like let him know that. If I was Carter Hart and they told me, I'd be like, fuck you, trade me now. Why would you ruin an entire year of my career just so you guys can maybe get more from me? If I was Carter, I'd be like, fuck that. Like, I want out now then. Because oh, I don't think he wants to play 30 games against bottom feeder teams for an entire year just so the Flyers well, no, can maybe get, get an extra pick. You get to make a lot more money something. that way. And I mean, at the end of the day, he is an RFA. I think all he can do is sign a bridge deal at this point. Like maybe a, a two-year three to three and a half million dollar deal and it's kind of a prove it like go somewhere if you can make it you you get the big boy bucks if not it's 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 too it's bad just, you he, stick around that kind he, of three to three i and still half. i still think he clearly has the talent it's oh, just 100%. it's just the fact that like and that, honestly you he, put him on a team is just so bad you throw him out there in net against teams like anaheim arizona San Jose. they probably still fucking light up the flyers pretty good like yeah. they've got a bad team yeah like it's I don't have much to say. Like I, I've got him finishing eighth. I already said I got him dead last in the league. Yeah. Like like you said, they're yeah. on cruise eighth, control until way outside the playoffs. Until Meechkov comes over, is 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 where the Flyers are at right now. Yeah. Which really sucks, especially for you know a guy like Sean Couturier. You know, I I still remember uh, when they were taking the break going into the playoffs for, uh, because of COVID in 2020. And uh, the Flyers were on such a hot streak going into the playoffs. And then yeah. in the play-in round, they, like, dominated every, the, like, the three teams they played. Uh, they were already in, I believe, but, like, just, you know, they had every team play yeah. three games. And I just remember seeing them dominate, and I was thinking, like, they were, they were the team I was most concerned about uh, if Tampa wanted to win the Cup that year. Yeah. Like... What a what a fall from grace in only three years. 
Yeah. Um, moving on, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Zero projected cap space. All the talent in the world. They got a lot of big boys up front. Um, missing quite a few, quite a few draft picks. Uh, first rounder this year, second rounder next year, third rounder this year. All um, worth it, though. All worth it if they can get that one final cup with Crosby and the boys. Absolutely. I mean, almost anything you do is uh, 99% of the time worth it if you end up with a cup. Yeah. Um, they have a pretty solid uh, forward core. Of course, headlined, as always, by Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust, uh, Ricard Raquel, Riley Smith. Jake Gensel. Jeff Carter, Jake Gensel. He's going to miss a bit of the Incredibly season, underrated Jake yeah. Gensel. I, I yeah. swear every year I pick him up in fantasy way later than I ever think he'll be available. And yeah. he's always great. Yeah, and then even, I mean, you know, Jeff Carter is aging, but could still be a solid fourth liner guy. Lars Eller... Um, Matt Nieto, Rem Pitlick, Nolachari, like they they've got the the top guys that are like good. Like they they're franchise elite players, whatnot, but they've also got very solid depth all the way through their line. Nolachari, I did not realize. They got him for three years at two mil. That is a great contract. Yeah. He's really good. Even Matt Nieto, like he's making nine hundred thousand. You're still gonna get f- probably fifteen to twenty points out of him. Play on their top penalty kill unit, like that's great value there. I mean, and then I mean, the defense, like the new guy Eric Carlson, Chris Latang, Ryan Graves. They just brought in from New Jersey, Marcus Pedersen, um, P.O. Joseph, Chad Ruweedle, Ru- Ty Smith. Like, fuck, I'm looking. I'm like, man, do I almost have the Penguins too low? Yeah. Spoiler alert, I'm assuming we have the same. We have the Penguins in fourth. Yes. Yeah. And making the playoffs. In the I have playoffs. Yeah. Yes. So look at that. And then, so then, uh, spoiler, Capitals, seven. We got yeah. them all right. We just went uh, 16 for 16 on our picks having the same. Wow. That's sick. I really didn't think you'd have Washington in seven. I thought I thought it was wild, but I'm just... I was... I was I'm just not high. Yeah. I was, I was like, man, that feels so weird putting that low, but I'm like, I just don't see them finishing higher than any of these other teams i really don't yeah unless unless their power play just lights it up super hard with carlson and then maybe Sandine. john carlson yeah john carlson and then sandine on the second power play yeah. but uh but right now we're talking about pittsburgh and uh tristan jari and Tr- tristan well. jari and net alex nadelkovich the backup i still think nadelkovich has the I don't know. Has the talent to be better than he's at least shown. I think he can at least... I think right now he's fighting for a job in the NHL. Yeah. And I think he has the skill to at least not be fighting every day for it. And Nadelkovich realistically could play in the minors this year. Like Joel uh, Blomquist could easily pass him and take that that backup role. Yeah, and... You know, uh, hopefully Tristan Jari. Uh, has Tristan Jari had many injury? He's had a couple. Nothing super like crazy or major, but he has had a few over the years. So that is a, that is an area of concern for the Penguins. But I mean, like they've already shown with Kyle Dubas, like if he goes down with a long injury, he'll go out and get someone. Yeah. Like they they are especially after the Eric Carlson trade. Like they're all in. Like he, they're going for. They're doing what Boston did. Another like a couple. I mean, they're actually in a better position than the Bruins were because 
I don't see Crosby, Malkin, Latan Carlson, any of them retiring in the next couple years. So they've yeah. they've got these this this core that they're running with now. Like this is their group for one more cup. I somehow Kyle Dubas went from the he was on the team with the most pressure to win right now in the league, and he somehow went to another team that is all of a sudden now the under the most pressure to win right now. Yeah, he like, just he changed them. teams and went from one to one. Like it's yeah. wild. And, and you know, he, he has a great, uh, relationship with everyone he deals with. Like, I, I really believe that he got guys like Nolachari at the price he did because he was so cheap. You know, uh, I think it was Jason Spezza followed him to Pittsburgh, right? I believe Spezza yep. signed on. Yeah, Spezza on was the, brought in, yeah. And now he's reunited with, with Carlson as well. Yeah. Two of them back from their Ottawa days. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I've, I do think Pittsburgh's going to do very well. Again, they are in a tough Metro division. Um, like I could realistically see them finishing anywhere in that bunch. Like if got, if their team can stay healthy, if Jake Gensel can come back early, if Carlson can do what he did last year with this Pittsburgh group, this Pittsburgh team could be very dangerous I, and very fun to watch. I think, I think Crosby gets back over. 100 points this season i think people keep waiting for him to fall off and i think people are are looking at it happening way too early i was also he um, is sydney freaking crosby he's only 36 like he's not gonna stop being a point per game player till he's well, 39 and speaking least. of point per game within the next i'm a, i mean i don't know if about i mean i'm just gonna we're talking about pittsburgh and the washington's next so just lump them in together um but within the next Two to three years, we could realistically see Crosby and Ovechkin both break um, one of Gretzky's most prestigious records, which is Ovi, obviously, the all-time goals record. And Crosby, if he finishes a point per game this season, he will tie Wayne Gretzky for the most point per game seasons in NHL history. Is that consecutive or just total? I think just total. Wow. At 19... And then if he can do it the following year and get to 20, he'll hold the record for most point-per-game seasons in NHL history. And which I'm, lo- is, I'm looking at Cap Friendly, and uh, he's signed for two seasons. And Malkin he's going to sign for at least two seasons. after that, I think. Carlson and Latang are signed for the next two seasons. Like At the least, this team will have the guys there, uh, at the very least, to have him be point-per-game, even yeah. if they're not contending for a cup. Exactly, like, right. I, yeah. I think it's incredibly possible, and I think he's going to do it. You never bet against Sid. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and then wrapping it up, Washington Capitals. We we both obviously have them finishing seventh outside the playoffs again. We both got them underneath Columbus. I which mean, I I don't know if that'll be a popular opinion, but I mean, without collaborating, we both had them there. That says something, doesn't it? Well, that thing is like you don't know what you're going to get out of Nick Backstrom. Uh, Kuznetsov wants out. Oshie's up there. Like, Oshie, TJ Oshie's 36. So he can't play the way he used to. Anthony Matta, don't know. I mean, I thought I thought he was going to fit well with Washington. Obviously not. He's kind of been involved in trade rumors. Um, their defense is, is aging. And, I mean, aside from John Carlson, like, there's really nothing super high-end. How did they get Sonny Milano at 1.9 for three years? 
Wasn't he a free agent for months? Well, he was. He played with them last year because no team wanted him. He did a PTO with Calgary, didn't get a contract, exactly. went to Capitals. Got. I think again. I think it's one of those things of like his career was looking like it was pretty much done in the NHL, at least for the time being. Exactly. And Washington took a chance on him, and this is his way of kind of. But if you saying thanks is yeah, I'll, I'll sign a no, pretty ch- cheap deal with you guys. No, I'm saying. He had PTOs with other teams, and nobody was signing him. How'd they not get him for a million a year? Well, he did pretty well last year. Because oh. he played last year with Washington. Oh, yeah. But the year before that, when he when he was with Anaheim with Zegras, he put up 40 points and couldn't find a job a- after that year. Like, Which is weird. It, it's just so strange that nobody wanted him, but he was still able to demand that high. This is a new contract. He only signed a one-year deal with the Capitals. Oh, so okay. he just re-signed with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, they didn't just give him 1.9 right out right out of the gate. No. Okay. Yeah, they signed to say, a, if nobody else is looking to sign him, I don't know why you'd give him yeah, that Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got yeah. a one-year league min and then re-signed. Um, it, also, Dylan Strom's making okay. five mil. He's He's got that contract extension that kicked in. Uh, they, they got Darcy Kemper still in that. Like, that's solid. They do have Max Pacioretty. That they signed, don't know what his health is necessarily going to be when he comes in. Um, you know, basically missing all of last year after tearing his Achilles twice. Oh, that's, that's tough to come back from. That That is so brutal. And he's also, I mean, didn't he 34 sign, didn't, years old. Didn't he tear it on like a nothing play the second time as well? Yeah, he like turned. I'm pretty, just, yeah, he was just, he just turned and it just, yeah. like that's. That is, is it was a it was a tough one. It was it was tough to watch. You got to feel for the guy. I, it'll be interesting to see if if and when he's healthy, where he slots in with the Caps. I'm assuming probably on like something like the second line. I, I mean, you can't have him and Ovi together because they're both goal scorers. Like, no, you don't just can't each other. Yeah, but yeah, I just if they can, if I just they see can Washington have a going really towards good, a rebuild. Yeah, they're it's starting to look that way. At this point, it's really surround Ovechkin with enough guys to chase Gretzky's yeah. record. I mean, at the That's end of the day, really like, what it comes down to. It would be sad to say, like, yeah, Washington's going through a rebuild and Ovi never got that cup. But the fact that he, he like, basically almost single-handedly willed the yeah. Capitals to win a cup and now he's got one, it's like, okay, yeah, they're, they're going yeah. through a rebuild now. Like, it's it's not, like, all doom and gloom, like, Ovi's yeah. shot of winning a cup with the Caps is done. Like, he's got it now. Maybe in that final year of his contract, maybe he goes somewhere else for another one. If he's already broken the record with the Capitals, I could see it. I don't. It's I mean, I anything can those, happen. I think he's one of those guys that wants to stay there, but who knows? Um, yeah, it's really just watching Ovechkin chase that record, and uh, you know, if they can, if they can put together a really good power play with Ovechkin and Carlson uh, quarterbacking it, and then you know, maybe you got. Patch already pretending to be Ovechkin on the second power play and yeah. Rasmus Sandin pretending to be Carlson on the second power play. Maybe they put up some decent numbers and snag a couple wins they shouldn't shouldn't have otherwise yeah. gotten, and maybe they make something out of it. But it, uh, it is possible. Like this team, I, I wouldn't say they're Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper is a good, uh, pretty good tandem. Yeah, I could I could see them doing good. At the very least, I could see them beating out. Columbus. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I'm just very I high doubt, on Columbus's young guys yeah, more than anything. And I, Washington's just getting older. Exactly. I I doubt there's much shot in them making the playoffs at this point. Um Yeah. Um 
I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, so just to kind of recap back through, we both had the Devils um, first in the Metro, Hurricanes second, Rangers third, Pittsburgh fourth. We both have them making the playoffs. We both have Islanders five. I have them making the playoffs. You have them missing. Yeah. We both have the BJs at number six, the Capitals at seven, cool. and the Flyers at eight. Uh, Capitals caught astray there, but that's fine. Um, I mean that that's that's our Metro breakdown. The the Metro division there, the Metropolitan. Um, anything else you kind of want to f- whip out, slap down, throw in, at ten this one off? Uh, do we want to do the uh, oh the, the GM. top GMs? Yeah, we're yeah quick. we're we're finishing off the the polls here. Yeah, um, wrapping it up here in this episode with the top thirty two GMs because there's only. Yeah. 32 gms we're gonna go through yeah, there's only one per team and we can go through these similar to the coaches a lot quicker than we did yeah. the players because obviously as fans you guys would be a lot more familiar with the players than the coaches or gms so it's not as interesting as a conversation yeah. too much um especially for you know rebuilding teams it's hard to tell until they're out of the rebuild who's done a good job exactly right um just, i'm curious to see where big money mike ends up oh yeah He's probably like fucking 30, but... But uh, just to start this off, uh, shout out to uh, uh, user uh, Homicidal Penguin for setting all these up. Uh, all these uh, Reddit polls. Uh, he's the one who put them together and set them up. All right. Well, we'll start at 32. Uh, a fair bit below uh, number 31 in votes. It's almost like people actively avoided voting for this guy. Number 32 from Vancouver, Patrick Alvin. Yeah, I mean, that is that is fair. I mean... It is fair. Look at, like, all, almost all the trades he's made yeah. in the past few years. Like, and then signing JT Miller to that big extension, and now they're trying to move him like it's... Yeah. It's ruining Brock Besser's con- or, like, confidence, and he wants to stay, but they're like, we don't want you, and... It, just messy there just messy if they had a decent gm Garbage. we wouldn't even be considering the fact that quinn hughes might want to go to yeah. the devils but like it to so many people it seems like a foregone conclusion eventually just because of how doom and gloom it seems in vancouver yeah which might be because of the owners because the, Garbage. yeah the aquilinis they get involved so heavily in yeah. the process that it, maybe it's just too hard to gm for them but yeah, uh, number thirty-one, Craig Conroy for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, and that's fair. Like he's he's new, hasn't really done anything. So yeah, that's that that's fair. Yep, the first... I expect him to move up the list by next year, but that's yeah. a fair start. The first twelve-ish are either guys who are blatantly have done badly in the past few years, or they're or brand new, pretty new. Um, number thirty, Daniel Briere on Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, number 29, the man himself, no, Mike not, Greer. You can't have big money Mike at 29. He is not. He is. I would have him higher. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have him top 20. Like, I'd have him like 22, 23. But, all right. I can definitely I can definitely see some names above there. Just that, because he's, the he's, he's doing a rebuild right. Yep. He's no, he knows how to do a rebuild. So, I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, number twenty-eight, uh, Pat Verbeek from Anaheim. Uh, okay. 
Number 27, Lou Lamorello from the Islanders. That's... Which, I'm not going to argue too much on that, personally. Uh, 26, Kyle Davidson on Chicago. Uh, 25, Brian McClellan, Washington. Uh, 24, Bill Armstrong in Arizona. Uh, 23, Ken Holland in Edmonton. It's always interesting yeah. to see the teams that are high up in the standings have GMs that low. But uh, at 22, Kevin Cheveldayoff in Winnipeg. Really? Wow. All right. Uh, 21, Chris Drury, the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, number 20, Brad Treliving in Toronto. I feel like that's a bit low for him. Like, I know there's, there's flaws to him. People rag on him. But I would, I would still have him a bit higher. I'd have him around, like, 12 or 13, I think, still. I might have I want to say I'd have him a bit higher, but I, it's, it's hard to say. I guess I'd have to listen good, to the guys that are after him yeah, here. And it feels like he should be higher, but I'm looking at the list above him, and I don't know how many of these guys I'd put him above. Um, 19, Pierre Dorian on Ottawa. Uh, 18, Kent Hughes in Montreal. They got uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal there right in a row. Uh, yeah. Number 17, Barry Trotz from Nashville. See, but like, how? Like, that's just people dick-riding Barry Trotz, though. It's kind of hard not. Because, like, you have fucking... You have Big Money Mike down at 29, <laughs> who's been slaying the rebuild, and then fucking Barry Trotz just waddles his ass in. And he's, what has he done? He signed Ryan O'Reilly, and then bought out Matt Duchesne. That was awesome, though. Like, and that's like, oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> deserving of being in the top 50%. No. No. Earn your stripes first, Barry. I mean, he has as a coach, but as a GM, like, he's done nothing. That's that's very. Funny. That's a very bizarre one, but that's just, again, that's just people meat riding, fucking yeah. big dick Barry. Hey, if he's got the meat, someone's got to ride it. Yeah. Uh, at sixteen, fuck man, we got. Uh, I think this guy should be a bit higher. At sixteen, at sixteen, Yarmo Kekalainen from Columbus. Yeah, I'd have him higher. It's no. just a Columbus thing, though. People don't care about Columbus as much. Yeah. In retrospect, I think people have him higher later on. Uh, at 15, Doug Armstrong, St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, 14, Bill Guerin, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, 13, Rob Blake for the Kings. The Kings. The Kings. At 12, Kevin Adams on Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo getting some respect. I like it. I Again, like no, it. They're, they're starting to get some respect around the league. Tage Thompson is... Uh, Really turned the franchise around. Yeah, really has. Uh, 11, Don Sweeney, Boston. Bold. That's... Bold. That's a bit low. Yeah, it's a bit low for him. I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not the biggest Boston fan, but that's... That's pretty low. That's pretty low. That's very low, actually. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. 10, Ron Francis in Seattle. Uh, number nine, Bill Zito, Florida. Uh, number eight, Chris McFarlane on Colorado. Uh, seven. Huh? It's not him, is it? No. Because there's his. Joe Sackick. It is Sackick, right? Yeah. I thought I was crazy, but I was like, I don't know. That's what's written. Do you want to Google who, who the hell Chris McFarlane is? 
I wonder if you put the wrong, wrong name, because that's not a set, or a eight isn't a terrible spot for Joe Sackick. I'd probably have him a bit higher, but I wonder if they just put the wrong name. What the fuck? How? That, that's, that, that is their GM, Chris McFarland. For over a year. Okay. Chris McFarland on July 11th, 2022, was named the general manager of the Avalanche as Joe Sackick moves to hockey ops with the Avs. Okay. But, like, everybody still talks about Joe Sackick like he's the GM. I guess just because Sackick put the team together, it's kind of like... Yeah, how can you have McFarland? Like, what has he done? He hasn't done shit. He's done nothing. He traded away New Hook. What an idiot. Yeah. I hate this guy. That's a little tiny. That's just, he's just yeah. fucking <laughs> feeding off Joe Sackick's yeah. glory. Just chowing down on it. Uh, speaking of guys chowing on old glory, uh, number Breeze seven, uh, Steve Yeiserman. Wow, Yeiserman's down at Detroit. seven. Detroit. All right. You thought he'd be higher? Breeze was in the top three, man. I swear. What, you don't like him? I would not have him. I'd have him top five, not top three, I don't think. Uh, but I'm curious how these last ones go. Uh, I'm surprised this guy's this high, but he's done a good job. Uh, number six, Jim Nil on Dallas. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm very happy with that. Number five, Kyle Dubis on Pittsburgh. Wow. The Dube. Doobie gets in the top five. Doobie does it again. And after the crossing trade, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah? Fair enough. Number four, Don Waddell, Carolina. Yeah, he should be higher. I'd have him top three. Yeah, he's done a pretty good job there. Hard to argue with the top three, though. At number three, Kelly McCrimmon on Vegas. Number two, Tommy Fitzgerald on New Jersey. Breezeball should not be one. Number one, one, Julian done? What has he done, though? Like aside from handing out eight-year deals, what what moves has he made though? That that he's locked up for the his. Core. Yeah, yeah. Anyone could have done that. Well, not like not what the, like what what signings long. has he made? What trades has he made? Like oh. the the Tanner Janot. Like I mean, so that didn't work out great, obviously. But he's he. I, I think he's he traded, just getting. He traded for Coleman and Gaudreau going into the playoffs and created that third line. He trade he traded for Hagel. Was that not? Well, the hag one wasn't Yeiserman. Oh no, Yeiserman was no, gone. No, no, Yeiserman's been gone for a bit longer than I think people realize. That's why I'm starting to sour on Yeiserman okay. in Detroit because he's been there. for Okay, like I five guess yeah. Years. I don't know. I just I still I think that's a little, I I would still have him like top five. I think I can definitely see the argument to not have him number yeah. one. I just don't feel like he's made big enough moves or anything. Like he's really only just kind of signed contracts lately. Like top five, even third is fair, but. I feel like yeah. who is who is Dallas nil? Uh, yeah, Jim nil. I would have him almost. I probably have him at two, and I would have Waddell as one. I think I have Don Sweeney a lot higher than eleven. Yeah, Don Sweeney should be a lot That's higher. Like pretty rough. People literally fuck. It's the same people that have sat there and jerked off Omark and Swayman because of one good year last year, and then Boston Jim. They're like, yeah, he's not that good. It's like that, that just blows my mind. Yeah, the Boston takes were, have been weird throughout all all these lists. Yeah, some are way too high. Some, some are, are way, way too, too low. Like, it's crazy. They're all over the place. And that's what happens when you have a season that's such an insane outlier. Yeah. Like last year. Overall, maybe, though, that's, maybe that's not a bad had, list. Maybe though. people had him low down because he 
couldn't convince Bergeron to come back. Who knows? But that's like, that's not his fault. Like it's Bergeron. Like dude's of course not. Dude could literally honestly, if Bergeron got hit too hard, he honestly could almost die. Well, like due to the amount well, of okay, you could probably no, but, say that for I, I mean, yeah, but like just due to the amount of like injuries, like like the, the amount of injuries that dude has battled through. Like I'm surprised he even played last year. Dude, I'm surprised he's like, played after he, 2011. Dude just played in the playoffs with a punctured lung. Yeah, like that the, the so dude has just stupid. had so many injuries. Like that's yeah. Anyone that would blame the GM for knocking him sides, like no one like could convince Bergeron to come back. Like the dude loves the game, and even he had to realize like it, it's time. Like he just he can't do it anymore. Yeah, and fair enough. Yeah, I do think, and so this is comes almost uh, unique with a being a Tampa fan perspective on a Julian Breezebois. But one of my favorite things about him is he gets his shit done in the off season. Yeah, we never have to worry about he does he does getting the get contract extensions quickly. during the season, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah, he um, does get shit done. He doesn't wait around. Yeah, he really only has to ever make moves at the deadline to stock up at the end because he's kept the team together the off season before. Yeah. That yeah, that is that is true. I will give him that. Um I do respect that that he he doesn't wait around he gets he gets it done. If you asked me like a year and a half, two years ago, I wouldn't even be able to think of a bad deal he's made. Honestly. Yeah. Um since then he's definitely made a couple more that don't look as good, at least. Yeah. Like the the Janot one hurts, but the Brandon Hagel one I think kind of saves them there. That one, I was think they kind of cancel each other out now. And honestly, I think both teams love that. They have two firsts from it. They got Radish, who's been great. Like yeah. the Chooks even been playing, and we got Hagel for nine more years now. Yeah, um, yeah, but that one worked out well for both sides. Yeah, uh, I do definitely wish we could have got a little bit that more back for McDonough, but yeah, at the same time, I know a lot of people were just upset. When that trade happened, just because people didn't think we'd be able to offload him for a cap dump. But I mean, he's, you know, who, if you're not competing right away, who cares if you're helping a yeah. team that's going to win? Yeah, especially you, a team that's, you, you not even in, that's in a, not even in your yeah. conference or anything. I, I am so not a fan of people being like, this team put themselves in cap hell. Now nobody's going to help them and they're screwed. Yeah. It's like, but if you're Arizona... You, Why? Don't, you don't care if Tampa Bay is insanely yeah. good right now. Take the good player and flip him for something. Yeah, or exactly. take a pick take a pick with him, you know? You don't care. Exactly. Not right now. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I completely agree on that. Um Yeah, so that kind of wraps up the, the GM's list there and uh, all of our and our fan polls that we, we had kind of brought up here. Yep. Um and then yeah, that wraps up the the Metro Division preview um that wraps up the whole eastern conference now because you can go back and listen to the atlantic division to hear our previews and predictions on that um next episode i think we're going to be doing the central just kind of moving along um through the league uh anything you want to add in last before we bounce out no i think i think we covered all the teams really well it's uh i i can't believe that we had all, all 16 teams in the same positions just uh i had a four and four split for playoff teams you had a three and five yeah i there was there was multiple teams that i thought for sure you would have different i i didn't think we were gonna have the same that's that's pretty impressive so yeah. round of applause to us for that way to go team
I wonder if it'll be the same the same way for the Pacific. I Probably don't not. It's I don't think Central or Pacific. I think we're going to do bad on those. I think we're going to have very different opinions on that one. Yeah? Because it's just not a clear cut and dry as the East, I no, don't think. No, it's... Like, it's a lot more middle-of-the-pack yeah. teams, whereas the other ones are very top-heavy and low. I'm low also end. really high on Anaheim this season, so... Yeah, I'm not, so... <laughs> there we go. We're already off to a bad start. Um... Thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure to, uh, I don't fucking know. You can't like and subscribe on these platforms, but if you can, feel you can, free to. Yeah, you, you can, can rate us five can, stars, actually. You can That's follow us on a lot of them. Yeah. They can follow us and then rate you know, us five we'll stars. Show up on their home feed and stuff. Yeah. Um, and make sure to. No, keep an eye out for the Central Division to come out if that's one of your teams or Pacific, which will come after that. And, uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys soon.